Ladies and gentlemen, sports fans of all ages, it's our pleasure to present to you the newest name in Delaware sports and sports around the world, who's had absolutely no success in the real world, so he's dedicated his life to talking sports. He's known to be prickly and very opinionated. It's time to get in the huddle with your host, Coach Muddle. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the huddle. We're back. Uh, we're back just because uh, last night we decided to opt out uh, because of some games going on. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I am recovering, you know, as some of you saw, uh, you know, I had a little uh, mishap. <laughs> And uh, I am recovering from, uh, I had uh, three screws, had to get put in my shin bone. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I stuck the landing. You know, I was. Yeah. Uh, stuck you know, the landing. I stuck the landing. Never good when you go to step on a ladder and it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, well, you step off and you expect there to be ground and there wasn't ground. And you go, oh, crap, I got to jump. So I jumped and. I just couldn't stuck just couldn't What did your buddy give you on the landing? I'm sure it wasn't a Terry Strug 1996 Olympics type <laughs> landing, was it? <laughs> no, you know, I was getting some uh I was getting some, you know, 8.2s, uh, you know, a couple of 8.5s. You know, <laughs> I, I got some high scores for that, you know. <laughs> so it was uh it was a good um you know, it went. I just stuck the landing. I just couldn't, 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 uh, couldn't handle it. So yeah. What's up, Angela? So Angela, uh, how you doing? What's uh? How long are you on the uh, IR for? So uh, I am on the. I'm going to be casted up for a minimum three months, or two months. I'm sorry, two months with a cast, and then we go from there. So, but I will not know more until. Uh, mid-April when the doctor wants to see me. So what they'll do is cut this cast off, check it out, make sure everything's healing okay, and then put a new cast back on and uh, continue the process. So uh, It sucks, but glad to hear ultimately, you know, nothing crazy serious. I know you're laid up, can't get around. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's you my know, driving you know, foot you know, too. Yeah, it can, it can always – it could always be worse, though. You know that's what I mean. Right. You do something to Absolutely. a back or something like that, or you know, hit your head. You know, that's uh, that's never a good thing. So, absolutely, absolutely. I just, you know, it was kind of a, um, you know, tough, tough deal, and uh, you know, uh, so now I have to suck it up, Buttercup, and <laughs> and and get to it. So, you know, the you, you want to get it started, get into the trade. Obviously. Yeah, let's get in. Let's get in. Uh, you know, we haven't had this kind of action in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but let me just say this. The Dolphins are. Yeah, they're the winners of the trade. No doubt about it. I mean, they're pretty legit. I mean, in order within a matter of. I don't even want to give them an hour. I'm going to say within a matter of minutes. They traded out of the top ten and back right. into the top ten, right. and still got the. They're yeah. going to get the guy they want. I think they right, they and they much. didn't. They didn't move basically. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, they they moved from three to six, but you know, you're still going to probably end up 
with the player you want. And I liked how my uncle, uh, my uncle, my cousin put it. He said the Dolphins are playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. A and he's right. I mean, the way they look at it, they had the third overall pick. As you said, they moved to 12. They trade with the Eagles to go to six. And they keep a third-round pick this year. And then they keep a first-round pick of the Niners in 2023. And, Coach, I think what that's for is if Tua doesn't work out this year, because they're going to give Tua his weapons this year. They right. brought in Will Fuller. I think with that sixth pick, you're going to see them take Pitts possibly or Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase. They're going to give them that weapon. And then obviously they have some health coming back with Devontae Parker. And I think they're going to say, all right, Tua, let's see what you can do. And if he can't, guess what? In going into 2022, you have your first-round pick. And in 2023, you have two first-round picks. So if you say we don't like Tua, you have the ammunition to go up and do something for somebody else. Or maybe the Russell Wilson situation gets further, goes further south. Or Watson holds out this year because the Texans have shot themselves in, in the foot, in my opinion. I agree. Because with the Jets and situa other situations, Coach, you had all these teams that need a quarterback. We're going to fill in those voids. And then when the draft comes, they're all going to fill that void. Now you don't have, as you know, Coach, if you want to get a haul, you need suitors. Well, if all these players, you know, teams, you know, fill that quarterback position, you don't have suitors to build up a trade package and make yeah. teams, but you know, go against each other. So I, and plus obviously not, you know, to bring up all the sexual harassment lawsuits too, whatever's going on there, whether it's true or not, but it's still not good. And that's going to, they're in a stare down basically. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think that we'll get into the Eagles end of the trade, but I think the, you know, for the, the Dolphins, I think it's a great trade for the Niners. I mean, I understand. Obviously, they don't. Like people say, they still believe in Jimmy. Obviously, you don't. You know? Obviously, you don't. You're not trading up to number three if you're not getting a quarterback. So, obviously, you know J uh, Jimmy G is is on the, on his way out the door. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't see him getting traded. I just see that they will cut him before the roster bonus is due. Mm -hmm. And he'll wind up picking it, you know, getting picked up with another team, kind of, you know, possibly New England, because I think I think he is an upgrade from Cam. I think right. he's more than an upgrade from Cam there, and he knows the offense. He'll go in there and probably right. do well there. So, and look, I think right now he's a placeholder essentially. I don't think the Niners, his cap hit this year, if they were to trade him, is like twenty-seven million. So they figure, look, we'll let him play a year out, let the kids sit back and learn from him, and I can guarantee you Jimmy G is going after this year. And you you said it. I don't think there's a better scenario than the Patriots. You go back, supposedly Belichick really lo you know, loved them. I, I think that's where he'll end up. And the 49ers will try to recoup one of those uh, first-round picks maybe or a second-round pick. For uh, you know, obviously they had to give up to move up to uh, three. Um, I'm just a little surprised. I guess it probably didn't work out cap wise, but with what they've given up, two firsts and a third, 
you know, why not look, look, I mean, obviously you're not going to get Wilson. The Seahawks aren't going to trade Wilson within their division. Right. But, you know, why not call up about Watson? I mean, maybe they did and the money just doesn't work with Jimmy G's cap hit and then obviously taking on Watson's new contract. But I don't know. We'll see. Like giving up all that for firepower and you're not getting Lawrence. You're probably not getting Zach Wilson. They're probably looking at Justin Fields or Trey Lance there at number three. Right. I agree. And now all of a sudden, uh, Mac Jones is starting to, you know, climb the board, which I, I'm I look, I think he's gonna work out. I, I honestly I like Mac Jones in the right situation. Yeah. Uh and I think uh San Francisco is one of those right situations where he could flourish really well in that type of situation. Uh so I wouldn't be too upset if they wound up I wouldn't call it a reach, but if they took Mac Jones there, uh, you know. See, I think but, it's a reach at three, Coach. If it was at 12, yeah. it wouldn't have bothered me. But giving up two first-round picks and all for a guy that a lot of people were talking in the later part of the first round. But you know how it is with these, you know, everybody wants the QB. And, right. you know, they're talking five could go in the top ten now with obviously, you know, we named Lance – Lawrence Wilson, and then you got Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Um, I got a feeling though that Mac Jones might be a little bit of smoke. Uh, I, I think they like Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Okay, all right. Uh, um, I think I agree uh, because I'm also seeing him to the Panthers. Uh, I've seen a lot of play with him to the Panthers. And also Denver, I, I, and you know, I still like Drew Locke. I still right. think Drew Locke needs a little more time. You know, with you know, he's had a couple of different offensive coordinators. Uh, you have the former Giants, uh, Pat Shermer, who really did well as an offensive coordinator, and he's really good. You saw that with the quarterbacks. He he played with in Minnesota and what he did with Daniel Jones, because you saw how regressed Daniel Jones was this year. He mm. really went backwards. So, uh, you know, so, but I, I don't know. De and I see Denver and, and Carolina, the two teams, other teams trying to, you know, right. be in that quarterback yeah. quarterback hunt. Uh, and yeah. we'll see. What's going on, Kevin? Um, What's up, Kevin? You know, now we get into the Eagles aspect of it. Obviously, you know, I'm in Philly, so I know the pulse of people. And I'll admit at first, with me, I was scratching my head, and I didn't like it. And a lot of people in Philly are upset. But the more I look at it, you know, I like it. I really do. If Wentz plays 70% for the Colts next year, you know, that Colts second rounder turns to a first rounder. So now you have your first round pick, the Colts first round pick, and the Niners' first-round pick next year, okay? So you have three first-round picks next year, and I think there's a very, very good chance that either Pitts, Smith, or Chase still falls to 12 because we all know Lawrence is going one to the Jaguars. Right. I think it's pretty known Zach Wilson's going two to the Jets. Mm -hmm. Three, everybody knows the Niners are going to take a quarterback. They've admitted right. to themselves. We just don't know who. Four is the Falcons. They're not going to draft the receiver. You have Julio Jones. There's some rumors they draft a QB. They may right. get a lineman. 
We'll see. Bengals, they got T. Higgins, definitely not going to draft the receiver. They're going to get somebody. Yep, Joe Burrows. Six, Miami, definitely going to be a playmaker for Tua. So that's going to be Pitts or Chase, I believe. Maybe Smith because they played together at Alabama. Then you got the Lions. That's a chance that there's a chance they could take a receiver. But honestly, they have so many holes. I think they're going to go offense or defensive line or, you know, impact maybe Makai Parsons player on defense. Right. You know, that's just, you know, Dan Campbell, that guy who wants to set a mentality. He's going to get one of those guys that fit the description of what he wants. Then eights the Panthers. I don't think they're taking a receiver. And then I can guarantee you Denver at nine drafted a receiver in the first round last year. Dallas at 10, drafted a receiver first round last year and don't need a receiver. And then 11, obviously, Coach, is your Giants. Right. Not going to take a receiver because you just signed Galladay and, you right. signed, and you're not taking Pitts probably either unless he falls. But I don't think they would because you got uh, Rudolph and Ingram and then you signed Galladay. So now you might have one or two of those guys fall to the Eagles. So what you need to be afraid of, Coach, is – does somebody come and draft and move in front of the Eagles to try to grab one of those guys? That's what you need to 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 be aware of. And Kevin, you could be right. The Falcons take Pitts, but even if that happens, I think there's a, a chance Smith, who I think a lot of the Eagles fans wanted, could draft could drop to twelve. You know how it is with the coach coach with the draft. You can throw all those mock drafts out the window. You never what never know what's going to happen on draft day. And look what's already happened. You know the twelve. You know, Niners were at 12. They moved to three. Dolphins were back to 12. They're up to six. You, you know, right. and there's still going to be much more trades up now between now and April 29th. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I know in the, uh, the, with the Giants also looking at, uh, you know, possibly going offensive linemen. I'm not a big fan at that area of the draft of taking a lineman. I think moving back really, a little bit. I think if up. you want to move back, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you got to take a DN. You got to take the yeah. DN because uh, um, you need a legit pass rusher. But if Parsons is there, I, I really like him as that versatile Coach. linebacker. Four three kind forty. Of do, yep, can, can do some different things. I think he doesn't get past the Giants. Uh, and I, I, I think I think you'll see the Giants in this draft go, uh, you know, linemen probably two through five, maybe. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll see uh, linemen and possibly that second tier tight end, the kid out of BC and mm-hmm. Penn State are both that second third round tier. Yeah, they tight call the end. kid from Penn State little Gronk too. So right. you know, big guy. And look with Parsons. You're talk- he's a big guy, too. You know, I would, you know, Jeremiah Uwusu Karamoa from Notre Dame, a little undersized, very athletic, can rush the passer, great in pass defense, but Parsons is that whole guy. He's going to be your sideline to sideline, right. you know, type linebacker. He'll be able to, obviously, we saw he ran a 4 3, going to be good in protection. And I think he's going to be a guy that can really play at the line of scrimmage too and, you know, come in on blitzes and bring some pressure on the quarterback. So, and, and look, Kevin, that's a good point. And look, Jalen Waddle's a good player too, you know, so I don't, I don't mind it. Like I said, you know, the Eagles, everybody who thinks, yeah, would it have been nice to get Pitts or, or Chase? Yes, I'd like it too. 
but the Eagles aren't going to make the playoffs this year. That would have made them a little bit more competitive, yes, but the Eagles are going to go into next year with three first-round picks and over $60 million in cap space because that Wentz money's going to come off the books. Right. So and, and and look, that's and what the cap, cap, they're they're the cap is going to jump. It's going to jump because... even higher because they just got the TV money. So it's going to it could be seventy million. So Eagles and look, I don't think they're going to go into. I think they're going to take that and roll that over mostly too because if they're in a two or three year rebuild here, it's not going to be overnight. The Eagles have a lot of holes to, to fill. Yeah, we're having a lot of holes. Do you think the Eagles go? Maybe defensive linemen or or offensive linemen at twelve to try to you know start you know because like I, honestly football you you know as much as people oh you got to start with a quarterback I yeah. always believe you got to start inside out you got to build oh, your yeah. linemen you got to right. get your linemen first and and then get and get people to protect them so I I don't see uh, you know as much as the Eagles fans, oh, let's get a receiver. Let's you got one last year. Like you said, the last two years they've gotten one. Go get yourself. You haven't had a linebacker in forever. You yeah. know, when would when would I, I mean I, I, Jeremiah Trotter? Is he the last yeah. linebacker? I mean, I they've mean, had some some decent ones, but if you talk about year in, year out consistent coach, yeah, you're right. right. And so, look, I really believe this. A guy like Parsons, that takes that defense from you know, at times they can play good but inconsistent to possibly a top 10 defense because you got a good defensive line with Graham, Fletcher Cox. You know, you have some good players on that line. You got Slay in the secondary. They go out and get Anthony Harris at safety from the Vikings. You slot him there in the middle, and that defense becomes a lot more scary, Coach, than, than it did. Um, I would love Parsons at 12. I think he's going to be, you know, you know it, Coach. You need playmakers. I mean, come on. You had the biggest one there ever was in LT. Right. who just wrecked havoc on defenses. Now, I'm not saying Parsons is LT, but he's that type of guy. Your defense needs playmakers. So, like I've said about, you know, with Raiders, the Raiders fans, about the Raiders defense, they lack playmakers. Now, they don't go get Ndokwe, who I like. You know, I think it's a step in the right direction, but you know they're gonna they need you know they haven't done anything for that secondary that got thrown all you know pe- you know teams threw all over them. So they, they still need some more pieces. And then they went and I didn't understand it, but they discombobulated that line and right. they think, oh, well, we're gonna put this guy here, you know, Andre James, and, and you can say, well, they hope, but I don't know. It's a lot of talk. I want to see it happen on the field. <laughs> So yes, Angela, we are she, talking about yeah, and and she knows how I feel. Obviously, on her show, you know, talking about about the line, I, I I'm concerned about the Raiders line. I am. Um, they they got Denzel Good, who isn't that isn't very good. Um, good, he's a good for a lack of a better word, he's a good pass blocker, but he, he's not a very good run blocker. Now they did resign or well, well, uh, gave an extension to Colton Miller today. Colton Miller's a very good young left tackle, but they also gave him $18 million a year. I would have, you know, he wasn't very good in 2018. He got a better year in 2019 and 20. I would have waited another year. Let's see it again this year. Um, but I, I have a lot of questions. As you know, Coach, when you lose a pro-born Roddy Hudson and a pro-born Gabe Jackson, there's good, I, I have concerns about the interior of that offensive line for the Raiders. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. Yeah. And Kevin, you they're know, talking Caleb Farley, the uh, corner yeah. out of Virginia Tech for uh, Dallas. And uh, also uh, Patrick Sertan. Uh, one of those junior. two. That's another good one. One of those coach. two. He, those are the two kids that are in the top. Uh, yeah, they're the top two corners, I would say, in the draft. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see. But I think that's the way Dallas is uh, – Dallas is going to go um, with their with their picks. Got to be defense. Got to be if you're Dallas. You know, if it's not, I thought honestly they made a mistake last year. I like CD CD Lamb. Don't get me wrong, but come on, did we watch the Cowboys last year? Obviously, I know the Dak injury had a big play in it, but that defense was historically bad. So, and they knew it wasn't going to get better because they let some guys walk. Obviously. Uh, they lost the corner, Byron Jones. So, you know, you lose a player like him to Miami. Um, yeah, was really surprised they didn't go defense. And this year, they were, oh, uh, Kevin likes the corner, yes. J.C. Horn. Yes. He, he, he's a baller. He's starting, to climb, he's starting to climb up into the first round. He was an early second round pick. Uh, he's now yeah. climbing up the draft board, too. Yeah. So. And I like anybody. Come on, man. When you, when you got to play football in the SEC, you know, you're you're almost it's almost like playing on Sundays anyway, coach. You know, you're right. with all the talent in the SEC. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, because you know, that's what they that's what they call it, the junior NFL. You know, the <laughs> SEC is the junior NFL. Yeah. So. It's the minor leagues, basically. Yeah, for the NFL. Basically, it really that's, is. that absolutely. So so, so now you think you think your Giants are going to – see, if I'm the Giants, and I know you might I, – I, look, with bringing Leonard Williams back, I really think I would patch that line up a little bit because I think you got the weapons now. You got the running back. I really think you go offensive line and, and sure that offensive lineup. I and, and, look, like we said, you may draft back, but you have Rashawn Slater, really good. You got Darashaw from Virginia Tech. Uh, if I'm them, I'm drafting a tackle. Oh, sorry. Maybe- yes. Um, I, you know, I, I think I don't know if I'm drafting him that high. I just feel like if I could trade back, add some picks, because I believe we are losing our fourth round pick with um, to the Jets for uh, Leonard Williams. If I remember, if I remember correctly, the Giants are uh, are uh, because they signed Leonard Williams. That fifth went to or went to a fourth round pick, I believe. Yeah, I don't, they do all that stuff with those complimentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, lose yeah. a guy, you get compensation. Well, that was part know. of the trade. The Giants gave up a uh, third round pick and a fourth or next year's fourth round pick for Leonard Williams. It yeah. was a fifth round pick if he walked. Four, it moved to a fourth if he yeah. he signed. So right. so uh, I don't know, but I think in rounds two or three, I think I'm more into looking into drafting linemen than I am in that first round. I really think adding that complementary defensive player, whether it be Parsons, whether it be Russo at the edge, would really make that defense solidify. And I think I can patch my offense – my offensive line later on in the draft, yeah. as you've seen so many times with later round picks, right. be, being able to do well, that. And you do look, you know, Solder obviously, you know, uh, restructured his deal. 
you, I think Andrew Thomas, he came on late last year. I think he'll have a nice series yeah. season. Yeah, I'm, after I'm, they I'm, got concerned, I'm concerned about that interior of the line and not great interior linemen that they're talking in the top half of the first first round. You know, um, you got the center out of Alabama, Dickerson, who I like. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guard. I think he's from Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, there's a kid from Oklahoma and a kid from uh, from uh, from Ohio State as well. Was, uh, so, Josh Myers from Ohio yeah. State. That's the center. Um, and Kevin said about Giants taking pits. Look, if he falls there, they got to talk about – look. Yeah, I if he Pitts falls gonna, there, I agree. I agree. You gotta, you gotta really talk. I think Pitts is gonna come in the league and be a top five tight end. I, I, I think that's a very true possibility. I think you you know, he may walk into the league and it's gonna be Kelsey Kittle Waller Pitts. I think that's very possible. That's how talented I think this kid is. Not gonna be much of a blocker, but man, when he's on the field, you're gonna have to Obviously, as a defense, you know, see where Kyle Pitts is because I think he's going to wreak havoc on the league. Yeah, I I, I agree a hundred percent, hundred percent. And so, I know Stiz you know, is going to try is going to try to get him in his fantasy football league because, like I said, I think uh, Pitts is going to have a big year. I think he's a uh, star in the making. I have a feeling we're going to be a lot of over unders with the. Uh, with pits involved during the season. Uh, I think we're going to have a few prop bets with uh, pits involved. So we'll yeah. see. It should be, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting uh, to see. I can't wait. We're, you know, just a month away. We are exactly yeah. a month away. Yesterday yeah. was the 29th. So uh, April yeah, it's 29th. actually coach. It's, it's going to be four weeks from Thursday. So it'll be the first and it's the 29th, obviously. So, four weeks from Thursday. So, uh, yeah, can't wait. Because to me, I mean, we, you know, we've had the off-season thing, but once the draft goes, you really start getting a picture of what your team is. Yep. Obviously, then you have the draft. May, we'll have the schedule release. And then also, too, we found out today, Coach, it's official. They're going to do 17 games next yep. year. And, Coach, which we've all been asking for, the Super Bowl is going to be – you're going to have a day off the next day. Finally. It's be President's Day. It's, it's a national holiday, man. It's right. how it should have been. So I love that. Uh, they're going to have three preseason games. That's smart as well. Preseason's pretty much worthless. None of the real starters play I, You know what I think really is more of a pain in the ass? I think it's more of a season ticket holder aspect than anything else because me, I'm a big fan of – those no-name guys making the teams, those walk-on guys getting that, you know, the the unsigned free agent who came in or that seventh-round pick gets that chance, and he can't get that chance in practice. Right. He's only getting that chance with game film. Yeah. So, and I think more of the biggest hassle is really charging your your season ticket holders to pay full price for those games. Right. Well, where, and that's, where, where I just think it should be a first come, first ser serve situation. You'll make money on your parking. You'll make money on your concessions, and yeah. just put people in the stands and let them come. Yeah, they they should some... charge. That should go for the people that are a little less fortunate right. that can't exactly. afford to take their kid to a game and, and let them. And that's what a lot of times, 100%. you know, it's somebody 100%. that is a, is 
more fortunate to have season tickets, that they'll say, hey, take my tickets to the, you know, the preseason game. And like you said, though, Coach, it is important for those, you know, undrafted free agents and later draft picks. Because I think, Coach, isn't over half of the league undrafted free agents, if I'm correct? I know it's a high percentage. I don't know it's, if it's over half, very, but it's a high percentage. I don't know if you're on high, but but they are pretty they are pretty high. Yeah. And so, and Angela's yeah. right. You can't give the tickets away. And right. it's, it's one of the things with the NFL, and I don't know how they're going to do it now because it's going to switch with the 17th game. So one year the NFC will have nine home games. The following year the AFC will have nine home games. So I guess then with the three preseason game, one year you only have to buy one, and then the following year I would take it you'll have to buy two. But, yeah, it's a complete waste of money. It's stealing from your consumer you, you know, from, from the people. Right. And look, right, Angela's a person who knows with the PSL right. that she's going to have to pay for the new stadium. It's not cheap to get tickets to these stadiums. Right. And, and you're, you know, you're asking us to pay full price for a discounted product. It's not even a product that is worth, you know, considered, you know, 80% of, of face value. You know, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. What's going on, Jason Dean? So, hey, Jason Dean, what's up, buddy? The Raiders so. have asked for more money for the extra home game. Ugh. Uh, the Raiders, they, they got <laughs> – I think. Yeah, I but, think, but the Raiders aren't the only one. Every team is yeah. now going to be banging their season ticket holders for a uh, extra money for the extra game. Yeah, well, I think, too, with the Raiders – you know, Davis was expecting all that money from last year. You get into your first year, and he's thinking, you know, looking at the jump in income because obviously they have all those new suites, all those right. big, pretty luxury boxes, all the corporate of Las Vegas, and COVID hits, and he doesn't get it. But I don't exactly feel bad for him, though, either. So, no. you know, <laughs> yeah, not exactly feeling bad. I don't feel games. bad because you know you you messed up and signed John Gruden to a ten year deal. So I mean that's uh, yeah, and, and coach, that's one thing I talked about with the Raiders. You know, Gruden. You, you look with the Bears. The Bears were trying to trade the house away for Russell Wilson, and that's because Nagy and, and Pace know that if they don't make the playoffs this year, they're out. They're done. They're going to lose their job. Does Gruden seem like a – I know Mayock's the GM, but Gruden's pulling a lot of the strings for that team. Does he seem like a guy who's worried about job security? He no. sure don't to me. No. And I think he knows I got 10 years, you know, even if next year again we don't make the playoffs, he's coming back. And you can see Coach as he's playing injured here. Yeah, trying to move the leg up, man. How many coaches can go to a team with all – the fanfare Gruden did and not make the playoffs for four years and still have a job. So, Absolutely. yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and, and I don't understand it because I mean, you had, he came in, he gave you a plan and what is the, and you haven't fulfilled that plan, you know? So at, at some point, when are you going to be held accountable for your actions? Right. No. Yeah, 100%. And could you put up what Jason Dean said, a little segue to college basketball? Um, Jason Dean, you know, everybody just talked about the Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten. What a run by the Pac-12. I mean, Oregon State, 
you know, wins the Pac-12 championship or might not even have been in the tournament. Right. You know, they go out yesterday but had a nice run. Um, Oregon, nice run. Uh, you know, USC, obviously. And I'm telling you, that I'm going to give it out now. That's right, Jason Dean. I was a yep. high second rounder. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for USC tonight. I love them to cover the nine against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's been killing teams, and look, they look very impressive. Very impressive. I do think Gonzaga, you're probably the way it looks to me, the way I'm seeing things, probably looking Gonzaga Baylor in the final. But I think USC can give this team a run for their nut money. I love USC plus nine tonight, and I wouldn't be stunned if USC upset Gonzaga tonight. Watch out for Mobley. He's a baller. USC has a good team, and you can see with the Pac-12 and that seating, it, it wasn't right because the Pac-12 was very, very good this year. As we, you know, we got UCLA, Michigan tonight, and obviously USC, Gonzaga. So still two, two uh, Pac-12 teams left. But, you know, obviously Baylor and Houston move on last night. And for all the upsets, you still look. It was a one seed and a two seed that make it last night. And if Gonzaga and Michigan won, it'll be three ones and a two. But still got to play the game. So we'll see right. if USC or UCLA can uh, pull off the upset tonight, which would uh, be interesting because you got two story programs, obviously, especially UCLA, who, if you remember, obviously, in the 60s and 70s, were just, they were the franchise, basically, of college basketball. They were as dominant as any team has ever been dominant, you know. So they are, they are, uh, I, you know, I would equivalent that to, uh, you know, the, this, this, the Alabama of this year, you know, Alabama football and UCLA basketball back in the day, that was, you know, every year you kind of considered them being, you know, number one. And Jason Dean, obviously laughing at me with his, his, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call them, his crying faces. Look, Gonzaga's a great team. I mean, you know, I love every time they say it, because the one guy's named Timmy, every time I think of it, I think of Timmy. Um, <laughs> you got, you know, Jalen Suggs is a baller. You know, Gonzaga should win. But Jason Dean, we'll see, buddy, because uh, and we'll, we'll bet a couple drinks when I see you out in Vegas. I think USC covers the nine. I'm not saying they're, I think they have a shot to win outright. But I'm telling you, Jason Dean, they will cover that nine tonight. You watch. Just. Just go listen to Nevada Nick. Go uh go lay some money on, on USC plus nine tonight. Trust me on that. Okay. One. All right, there you go. Nevada Nick. Uh throw throwing some out there still as we get wind down the uh to the final four. Yeah, so Suggs is the man. And it's you know, it's good to see with Gonzaga. Um, you know, a team not in the big five. Have some success. I know Gonzaga's been around before. Obviously, they lost in the national championship game to UNC. But, Coach, I think you'd agree. It would be good, you know, for college basketball, college sports, for a non-power five to win a title. It's just it would be a good thing. I agree 100%. Uh, You know, I'm always a fan of the small small school guys – uh, when they win and do well. So props to them. And uh, we're getting ready. Opening day happening here. Uh, Thursday. You know, 
Thursday. So uh, going to be uh, going to be fun and exciting uh, as we get into uh, some baseball and and your Phillies. I mean, you know, I mean, they blew out the Yankees early in spring training, and you know, our midget friend down in the South that that uh, just thought it was, uh, you know, they they'd already won the World Series and stuff. But you know, I don't know if that's just all the team or what. You know, yeah, it's a long season, Coach. It's a long season. Um, Spring training doesn't matter. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Um, Yeah, look. Yankees, I think the Yankees, you can pencil in the World Series right now. I mean, I think they are by far the best team in the AL. The NL, it's tougher. Um, Obviously, everybody's on the Dodgers with Bauer going to the Dodgers and having that great pitching. But, look, don't sleep on the Padres. And, as you know, Coach, as I've always been saying, um, if not this year, I think the Mets are going to make the playoffs this year. I think they will take the least. They're going to be dangerous. Cohen's going to spend big money. He's got more and money than all the other owners in baseball, and he's going to spend money. I think I saw he's his net worth is more than all the major major owners combined. Like his net worth is is that much more than yeah. them. So, uh, but what I was going to say is, you know, you can't really sleep on the NL East because. You know, you got Philadelphia, Atlanta, the Mets, Washington, and Miami, who did really well in that short sprint and, you know, made it to the playoffs and, and made a little noise. So it, it kind of is a uh, another – that's another division, I think, that – Whoever comes out of that might make some noise and go go you know make some noise coming out of that conference. But I still think the, the Dodgers and the Padres are the front runners of the uh, NL. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And look, um, the National League is going to be much more interesting than the American League. I think the American League it's it's really the Yankees and everybody else. Uh, the Rays, obviously. Oh, Abdubal going back to the Phillies. I mean, he hasn't played in so long. Uh, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. Um, there were some surprises yesterday, obviously, as I'm drawing a blank on the kid's name from the Phillies, but they optioned the second baseman. Help me out, Kevin. The second baseman for the Phillies, they optioned him yesterday, and a lot of people were surprised about that. But over in the AL, it's the Yankees. I mean, the Rays, who were their main competition, you lose Snell, you lose Morton. I just don't see them. And everybody, look, Toronto did go out and get George Springer. But Toronto's all offense. They don't have enough pitching. And, they, you know, people forget. Look, Herman was 18-4 and four the year before. He's back. Severino, who's a stud, is back. The Yankees are by far the team to beat in the AL. If, if, if Kluber can come and, and make some quality starts, uh, you know, and I'm not real concerned here in April or May – but right. if we could get in, him into some, you know, pitching every 10 days or something and and get him in and be ready for, you know, crunch time, I'm really excited because, again, we're going to get uh, uh, Domingo Herman back, who, right. like you said, 18 and four. Uh, but uh, what's his name? It will we'll be back by the All-Star break. I think he's due back in June, uh, early July. Uh, with yeah. the with the Tommy John, uh, right. so 
So we'll see. I mean, they, that Yankee rotation on paper looks pretty uh, – Pretty yeah. stout for the first time yeah. in quite a while. And yeah. then that bullpen is still, again, pretty stout. So, yeah. you know. And look, the lineup, the lineup. We don't need to even talk about that. Right. But the Mets, that's why I was – I bet the Mets to win it all just because the number was good at 25-1. to 1, And I knew they were going to make some moves. Obviously, you know, you go out and get Lindor and Carrasco. And you look at that rotation. Okay, you got the Grom. Who's the my, you know arguably the best pitcher in baseball? You're gonna have Carrasco, Stroman, and then Noah Syndergaard's gonna come back. Now, right. can you imagine? And they offered him more money if they'd have threw Trevor Bra- Trevor Bauer in with those five guys. Thanks, uh, yeah, Joe and Kevin. Thanks for that's right, Scott Kingery. But the Mets, man, they have a rotation, and you know that lineup is good. Pete Alonso, heck of a player. You add Lindor to that lineup. Uh, Mets are headed in the right direction, and Cohen's, you know, going to br- back up the Brink truck and spend more money. He tried to add in Bauer. They made a run at George Springer. So a little disappointing they didn't get Bauer because, man, I'd love to have that ticket with Bauer and 25-1 to 1 for the Mets to win the World Series for a rotation <laughs> like that. But still still like my chances. You know, I think I think they're a good team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so it would be exciting getting that back. Back to schedule, you know, we're going to have some fans in the stands to start things off, which will be good. And and hopefully as the season goes on, they'll just, you know, we'll grow until we're at uh, full capacity. So, yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully, Coach, we see it over the season. I know it's like a state to state thing. I believe in Texas. Aren't they going full stadiums in Texas? I think Texas and I know uh, Florida has dropped the um, – COVID vaccination card deal. So, you know, you don't have to show that you've been vaccinated in order to attend a baseball game or any of those events. But hopefully uh, it just gets more and more and we return to some normalcy. And let's say hopefully by 4th of July, we're close, you know, close to full stadiums because obviously – especially for football in September. I don't want to be hearing this uh, 40% or any of that. Right. I think we all want to get back to some normalcy and, and get back to our lives. And our, I think pretty much every – I remember I said to Stiz last year, man, if they keep people sitting here by July 4th, yeah, they don't. They don't, They don't, Angela. Which I is think, good. You know, I, I'm – if you got your vaccine, what do, what do we – what are we tip walking on eggshells for? If everybody's gotten vaccinated, why are yeah. we walking on eggshells? So, yeah. you know, but, open it up and let's move on with our day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said last year that if they had it on shutdown by 4th of July, people were going to go nuts. Well, here we are. You know, it was a, a year. So and, and we're still here. I know here in PA, they're loosening things this Monday where you can actually finally sit at the bar. So, uh, you know, I'll enjoy that and get to be able to watch a little Phillies baseball. But and, and we'll see what the Phillies I like the rotation. I don't like the back part of the rotation. They fixed the bullpen. But like I said, Coach, I, I think they're the third best team at best in their division. I think the Braves and the Mets are just uh, are just better than the Phillies right now. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The Phillies are a few. Yeah. 
Come on, coach. Play hurt. God, man. I'm trying oh, to suck it up, man. I can't no, you know what? The problem is, is, you know, I'm sitting on a chair. I got my foot up on the other chair, but this chair is up too high and it's too close to the table. So my cast got caught while I was – so I had to twist my whole leg and try to get it down because I can't keep my leg hyperextended that long. It was kind of bothering me, you know. So well, you let's know. just hope, Coach, that's your last day of roofing ever. Look, look, man, I you know, I was doing the floor exercise and getting ready for, you know, the Summer Olympics yeah. in Japan, you know, because I, I'm going to be a, uh, you know, I was fine for my team, my uh, spot on the women's uh, gymnastics floor team. So, you know, yeah. I just – well, Stop landing, man. You know, Nevada Knicks got an offer. Anybody <laughs> who has film of Coach's fall, I'm willing to give you a thousand dollars for video of it, just so I can see Coach go for field. He, what you said you felt down and forgot the scaffolding was going wrong, right? And then you said, "Oh no, it's gone," so you just jumped off the ladder, right? Correct, correct, correct. No, 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 no. I was on the ladder. I took a step off the ladder onto the scaffolding. And my momentum carried me back to take that extra step back. Mm-hmm. That extra step back, there was nothing there. So I went, oh crap. So mm-hmm. then I then I just just hopped off. Instead of falling, I just hopped and uh and uh you know I stuck the landing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well he probably should have <laughs> just, you know, landed head first because he's not gonna do much more, you know, damage to that brain. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, just just taking those. Uh, uh, I, I was afraid of the brain cells that I may have lost during that fall, but you know, I was able to come through. You know, a few yeah. sca- scrapes, but and I thought it was okay. You know, and then I stood up and fell back down. I went, "Oh, wait a second, something's wrong here, man." And, and what we got now? Coach just say, "Coach is never going to be able to go through a metal detector at the airport anymore." So That's what do you right. got? Uh, two screws and a plate three. or something? Three screws. Three screws. A, a plate, two, or just three screws? I think just three screws, he said. I don't okay. remember him saying by a plate, but you know what? I was pretty induced uh, under the influence when he was talking to me, so he could have said a plate, too, so I don't know. So. Yeah, and Coach also had a voluntary colonoscopy after that, too, so just for, <laughs> yeah. just for shits and giggles and no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> yep, sure. That's right. Just, just for uh, for giggles. Yep. So, yeah. Jason Dean says fun. you're not flexible enough. You need to take some yoga. Yeah, that's what I'm. More, I'm going to start doing some yoga here right after I get out of this cast. So. Oh, and that's two months. You said right in the cast. Two months in the cast. So, and it's my driving foot too. So I can't even drive. I, I can't drive. I can't do nothing. I'm, I'm stuck on crutches. Well, and what, what the worst part, because I, I had a boot the one time on my right foot, I so I, I ended up hurting my other foot, Coach. So I was in two no, boots. No, that's Nevada Nick likes those back no, out of the uh, colonoscopy. Uh, right? so, Coach, <laughs> I'm in two boots, and it was like I was walking on moon shoes. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing because, you know, you, you know you're – obviously using more of the other leg now so i ended up hurting my other foot and i'm sitting there walking on like moon shoes and jay <laughs> jay look you know i actually like what howie did uh the eagles are are bums right now but i like what howie did because i think we need multiple picks we're gonna have salary cap look we're not gonna be good for a couple years it's just how it is but we needed to i think they should have blown it up more guys like i just don't think they could take all the salary cap hits. But, like, Fletcher Cox, he's not going to be on the team in two to three years. 
Kelsey's not going to be on the team in two to three years. Brandon Brooks not going to be on the team in two to three years. I think Lane Johnson will be there. But, you know, Darius Slay probably not going to be on the team in two or three years. The Eagles have a ton of holes to fill. But I think everybody thinks they're going to be terrible. I bet anybody. I think the Eagles are going to be a 500 team this year. They're not going to win the NFCs. I think the Giants are the class of the NFCs. But the Eagles are going to be better than people think. You're going to get Lane Johnson back. You're going to get Brandon Brooks back. You're going to, And let's hope with Nick Sariani, a guy who, you know, was a coach under Frank Reich, is going to run the football, and I think he will. So your best offensive weapon in Miles Sanders is going to run the ball this year. Doug Peterson didn't want to give him the ball. Doug Peterson did nothing to help Carson Wentz, and that's why Doug Peterson isn't in the league. And, you know, usually when a Super Bowl-winning head coach gets fired, the teams are lining up. He had an interview for an offensive coordinator position when, with, with, the, with the Seahawks. So that shows you – where the league's opinion of Doug Peterson is right now. So I think the Eagles are going to have a good offensive line. I think Hurts is going to play decent. I think they're going to run the football. They're very young outside, you know, with their weapons. But I, I think the Eagles are going to be a lot better than people think. They're not winning the division. And, and I think, my, my, Mike, you need to stop smoking crack, okay? Do you want me to help you? You know, we'll get you into, uh, you know, one of those recovery centers or something. He wants to give up all the draft picks for Wilson. I mean, come on! You're you've got so many holes to uh, fill. I wouldn't do it for I mean, Wilson. I'd do it for Watson. Wilson's too old. He's thirty. Yeah, 31. But, but all right. He's too old. But also, I mean, you gotta you gotta gauge that out because <laughs> you have so many holes, man. Yeah. You know. Can you put up what my cousin said? Yeah, Danny. I don't know what's. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going on. It it doesn't make any sense to me. What's going on fly fly? I mean, look, they got lucky last night. But to me, Brian Elliott's the starting goal <laughs> right there. And credit to Joe Fuller. Joe Fuller's been saying it for a long time. He called Carson Wentz a fraud. I don't think Wentz is a fraud. I think it was more of a bunch. I mean, he's definitely broken. I'll agree with that. Um, but Carter Hart, man, to see where he was at this time last year, you know, and where he's at now, and, and the Flyers as a team, it's unbelievable. The Flyers are really struggling. Carter Hart should be in the minors, and Brian yep. Elliott is your starting goaltender right now. And I'm I'm incredibly, incredibly concerned about the future of Carter Hart and whether you don't want confidence issues with your goaltender, Coach. You know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just can't, you know, and uh, we'll see. But I, I, I am surprised at Carter Hart and his regression. You know, I mean, last year he's standing on his head. We we're, you know, helping, helping the Flyers go through a great uh, playoff run with, you know, as an alternate team or as a favorite team or however they were doing, but, you know, they were doing good. And now, you know, now, now he's dead, can't even be an alternate. He's just, yeah. you know. Well, and look, the defense isn't playing good in front of him either, but now today ghost is uh, a ghost who was, we everybody thought was a star in the making, not a great defender, but was a really good point man on the power play. Um, you know, he got he's on waivers, and that's what's crazy. Going into last year, I know my, my cousin used to always say he's 100% right about the Flyers. The power play really struggled, but they needed to just put pucks on net, and he was right. But their defense was really good, and the goaltending was really good. And here we stand, and the defense is terrible, and the goaltending's terrible. I mean, Carter Hart's goals against average is almost four. His save percentage is, I think, like 86 or 87. It's just – and I love the coach, 
and and now you wonder could he lose his job possibly at the end of the year if they don't make the playoffs? Because uh, you know I really thought you know because obviously they were the one or two seed going into last year. You know, right now they're battling at the bottom of the playoffs. So you wonder what happens with that situation. The Eagles take who at twelve? Uh, Slater, the tackle. That's a possibility. I mean, I don't think they do because you got Dillard, and they really like Jordan Malata too. Uh, you know, Project was a rugby player who's six eight. I don't think they go Slater. Um, I don't know. I really think they're hoping one of the Pitts, Smith, or uh, Chase drops to him at twelve, and they still get that. Um, you know, removing from six. I really think one of those guys they're hoping fall, and it's possible. Go look at the draft because if he gets past seven. I think there's a chance unless somebody moves in front of them. I yeah, agree. Not, uh, you're right. My cousin's right. You just you know it's the truth. And, and I think sometimes, too, in hockey, these guys try to get the perfect shot when it's just, you know, a lot of times it's a, a deflection or just, right. just or it's a rebound. Yeah. You know, just, 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 just get the yes. on the net. It's true. You want to put pressure on the goaltender. And you see it a lot where you feel the pressure and it's building, 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 and then you'll finally crack through. And, uh, yeah, but – I don't know, man. The Flyers, it's 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 a it's a scary situation right now, and uh, I'm curious to see what happens. Absolutely, we'll keep an eye on that. So, all right, guys, it's been a great show. We're uh, up up on it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I got to. Uh, I need a, a med break. So, I'm we gonna cut out. My leg's killing me. <laughs> so, you know, and I couldn't carry my water over here, so I haven't had anything to drink. Uh, so, oh, are you, you okay, Coach? That's not a water to drink. Uh, yep, I'm, I'm I'm dying of thirst over here. So, but uh, I appreciate everyone checking in. Please do me a favor, like our page on Facebook, the new one, because the old. Tell one everybody work. what it is. It's the Tell Coach everybody. Model Show. There's the Coach Model them, Show. So. <laughs> There's 28 of them, but go to the Coach Model Show and mm-hmm. then go go to Facebook. You know, in the huddle, Coach Model, like that. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. You know, yeah. so we could get uh, get more people in the huddle because it's uh, it's it's going great. We appreciate yeah. it. And, and Michael, uh, thanks for stopping in too, Michael. Thanks for everyone who stops even in though, and contributes. Even though Coach man. accused you of, of, of using drugs, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just jealous. That's why. But yeah, yeah so he's, he's a giant it's, man. it's what okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see uh, off season finally. Uh, so, okay. Well, we'll see. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out Nevada Nick. It's Nevada underscore Nick for all his, uh, when he posts up his picks, you know, during the week, find out the other 16 shows that he's on oh, doing, God, here he you know, goes. so, uh, you know, <laughs> he's on all these doing the gamut of, uh, of shows and stuff. So it'll be fun. We'll check everybody out. We should be back regular time Monday. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, everything's back to normal uh, on our end, obviously, not uh, on the planet. But, you know, we're getting there. So, so, so all right. Thanks, everyone. Take care. And uh, we'll see you next week.